Welcome, gang. You're listening to the Help My Marketing podcast, where we talk all things marketing, the sexy things, the not-so-sexy things, the fun stuff, the serious stuff, basically all the things that make you a better marketer. Not just theory-based, everything we discuss on this podcast has been tried, tested, and validated by the team at Orbit over the last five years as we build successful campaigns for our agency clients in a whole range of industries. Don't forget, if you'd like help with your campaigns, go to orbitmarketing.com.au and reach out for a chat with one of our experienced marketing experts so we can show you how to bring the sort of attention and leads that could change the game for your business. Hey gang, welcome back. You're listening to episode four of the Help My Marketing podcast. And today we are going to be answering one of the big questions, one of the big marketing questions and one of the questions we get most often at the agency, which is, where's the best place to run my ads? Where should I be putting my ads? Where am I going to get the biggest return on investment from my ads? And like most questions in marketing, the, uh, the answer is, it depends. It depends on a whole lot of stuff. I know that sounds frivolous. I'm going to unpack that um, in a minute and we're going to have a look at the answer or the answers to that question because, of course, it's never as simple as here's the answer. But first, before we dive into that, how did you all go with the challenge from episode three? which was to have a go at creating your client persona. Um, I hope you guys at least had a crack at that. It'd be really cool to hear from some of you about how that went, about what you learnt out of that exercise, whether it kind of gave you any light bulb moments or whether you really struggled with it. And if you did really struggle with it, what did you kind of struggle with so that we can go over it on a future episode? And, and help you out because that is that is what this is all about. It's making sure that you guys have the tools to become better marketers. So I would love to hear about that from some of you, how you went doing your client persona, what did you love about it, what did you find challenging about it, and how can I help to make that a little bit easier for you going forward because that's a really nice segue into what we want to talk about today because that information from the client persona is absolutely going to help you determine which of the platforms you should be running your ads on and the very broad answer is spend your money and your effort advertising on the platforms where your ideal customers are spending most of their time now I know it sounds obvious to say that it's not always that obvious because we kind of get a little bit overstimulated and overexcited when we're creating our ads sometimes and we don't necessarily put enough thought into where they're going to go because we're so concerned about writing the copy and doing the design and getting the offer right and how do I position it. And then once we've done all that, we just want to get the ad up. And we sometimes look to ourselves for a point of reference and think, well, I'm spending all of my time on Facebook, for example. That's where I'm going to put my ads. Or so-and-so that I met at a networking function said they were having terrific results with their ads on LinkedIn. So that's where I'm going to put my ads. 
but they might not necessarily be the right place to reach the people that we want to be talking to, our ideal customers. So think about it. If you're not in your ideal customer market segment, you don't necessarily want to be advertising where you're spending your time. If you're like me and you're, you know, a little bit older and you spend a lot of time on Facebook, but your ideal customer is in their early 20s, they're probably spending their time on a different platform. So you might want to think about that. If you're taking your cue from this person you met at a networking function who said, I'm getting great results from LinkedIn, but you're targeting consumers and not really businesses, you're probably not going to get the results you want by using LinkedIn because it's a really distilled business-to-business platform. So first thing to think about, who do I want to speak to and which, not just social media channels, but which media channels are they using the most? And yes, this podcast is about digital largely, so we do want to think about the online platforms. You know, if I want to talk to somebody who's probably 30 plus, uh, if I'm a business to consumer business, then Facebook is almost going to be a no-brainer. If I'm talking to a slightly younger audience, I possibly want to consider Instagram. If I'm talking to a younger or a younger crowd again, then I want to be looking at maybe the emerging platform of TikTok. If I'm talking to a business-to-business audience, then I definitely want to be looking at LinkedIn. But when you do your client persona, ask people. When you're doing that market research, ask people which social media platforms they use and then look at those trends and that will help you decide where you want to spend your time and where you want to spend your money and where you're likely to get the best return for your advertising. So that's the first thing is who am I talking to and where are they spending their time? The next thing to consider is what stage of the customer value journey are they at? So are they just kind of aware that they've got a problem that needs solved um, or maybe they're aware that they've got this goal that they want to achieve or this desire that they'd like to achieve? but they don't really know much else and they probably don't really know my brand. So then you're talking about the top of the sales funnel, right? Cold audience targeting. And the social platforms like Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, and so on are really good for that because you can fairly unobtrusively just kind of appear in somebody's newsfeed when they're scrolling and plant a bit of a seed. So... If we use the example of, let's say I'm a music school or I'm a music tutor or something like that, right? And my ideal customer is probably somebody who works quite hard. They might be a professional. Um, They might have a bit of a stressful job. And we know that they're probably sitting there thinking, oh, I feel tense. I really need some way to kind of de-stress after work. And so what are the options that this person's got? Well, you know, they could drink. It's probably not a great option, but it's an option. Um, They could hit the local swimming pool and do some laps. That's a really good way to de-stress. Maybe they could find a bit of a creative outlet like drawing or maybe playing an instrument. And so that person, they're just kind of really early on in the decision-making process. And so if there's somebody like me, you know, who's been in the workforce for a while, I'm probably a Facebook user, you might want to put up a bit of a video on Facebook that talks about the benefits, the health benefits, the de-stressing benefits of having a creative outlet and how learning a musical instrument is a really great way to do that. 
You're not saying come buy my stuff yet because the person's not at that stage. But they're at that stage where you can just kind of start to plant the seed. And so the social media channels are great for that. But compare that with Google. It's not really great for that because people are there with a purpose searching for something. Similarly with YouTube, YouTube is becoming a really, really popular advertising platform, but your ad is going to pop up in the middle of somebody's viewing experience and it's a bit intrusive. So that's maybe not the right stage of the customer value journey to be using that platform. So that's the next thing that you need to think about. Who am I talking to? Which platforms are they spending their time on? And what stage of the customer value journey or the sales funnel are they at? And that will help determine which platform as well. Once they're a little bit further along, right? So let's use the example of the music teacher again. They've seen the ad for the benefits of learning an instrument, for de-stressing and mental health. And they're kind of, it's planted the seed. And now they're thinking, actually, maybe that's not a bad idea. I was thinking about just buying, you know, a box of bourbon, but maybe I'm not going to do that. Maybe I might learn an instrument. So what's the next stage of investigation for that person? Well, it could be that you serve them another ad on Facebook, right? You create an audience of people who watched your original video and you can show them a stronger call to action. But you also want to think about something like Google, okay? That person's in that mindset now and they're thinking, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what it costs to go to a music tutor. And so they jump on Google and they start searching and then your ad pops up and they see your ad and they're already familiar with your brand because they watch your video. They're way more likely to click on your ad than somebody else's because they already know you and they've already started to develop that level of trust, right? Because you've started building that relationship with them. Or maybe they think, oh, maybe I could teach myself. I'm going to go to YouTube and find a video on how to play guitar. And then your ad pops up. It's way less intrusive because that's what they're already thinking about. So YouTube is maybe a really good platform for further along in the sales funnel or further along in the customer value journey. So they're the sort of things that you need to think about when you're deciding where you're going to put your ads. Who am I talking to? Where are they spending their time? What stage of the customer value journey are they at? And it's not just which platform then, it's also what's the content of the ad, right? So further down the sales funnel, it's more about, hey, this is what we do and here's a call to action. You know, maybe it's a first lesson free, something along those lines. You wouldn't show that ad to a cold audience because that person who's feeling stressed about work and thinking, oh, I need a bit of an outlet, they're not at that stage yet. If they saw your ad for a free first guitar lesson, they might not even be thinking about playing guitar yet. So who are they? Where are they spending their time? What stage of the customer value journey are they at? That's one thing. The other thing that you need to consider is that you can't just use one channel. I would love to tell you that that you could, um, that would be really convenient for your processes and that would be really convenient for your ad budget too. But consumers are way more savvy than that now. They need to be convinced. They need to be nurtured. And like right now, this point in time, particularly with everything that's gone on and is going on, the cost of living going up, interest rates on the rise, um, you know, potentially heading into recession, people are way more discerning with how they spend their money 
And you as a marketer need to build stronger relationships with people before they're ready to buy from you unless you're giving stuff away. And, and you don't want to do that. So that means using multiple platforms and multiple channels. It means not just advertising to people on the social platforms, not just using Google advertising, not just using YouTube, but also thinking about how you can build your marketing lists so that you can use things like email and SMS and Messenger in order to keep building that relationship off the platforms, in order to strengthen the relationship and build more trust so that people are way more comfortable in buying from you. Um, depending on what you do and the industry you're in and what your product costs, you'll find that people are hanging around in your environment for different periods of time before they're ready to buy. So for example, if you've got a product that's under $100, you might find that people are in your networks or subscribe to your lists or following your socials or in the group that you've created maybe for a month before they're ready to buy something from you. But if you're offering a high ticket product, and by high ticket, I'm talking about $500 and above, it's not unusual to find that people are in that environment. So subscribed to your email list or in your Facebook group or following your socials and watching your reels and watching your videos. It's not uncommon with high ticket products and services to find that people are on those lists for three months, six months, and with really high ticket stuff, maybe 12 months before they're ready to buy. And so you need to make sure that you're constantly in touch with those people in some way or other and building that relationship. And that's where things like email and SMS come in really handy because they allow you to continue that relationship off the platforms and really build trust. So when somebody's ready to buy, they don't even necessarily go to a search engine like Google. They're already getting your content regularly and they just reach out directly to you. So this is why it's so important to use multiple channels so that you're not just advertising to people, but you're collecting their details. So again, let's use the music school. It might be something like a, um, here's how to choose the right guitar for you. Little ebook or little checklist, pop your details in here, we'll send it to your inbox, no problem at all. And now that person's on your email list. And if you're collecting the right information, they're on your SMS list as well. And you can even give them the option at that point to join the Facebook group or see what you're up to in Messenger. And now you've got a ton of touch points. They're following your socials. They're seeing your ads. They're on your email list and SMS list. You've got them in Messenger and now they're potentially in a Facebook group as well where you give tips, little tricks and little tips that you don't just give anywhere else. So it's exclusive to our email list. Right? Sign up to our email list to get exclusive XYZ. So it's, so it's really important to have those multiple channels if you're going to really build strong relationships with people. And that's what it's about now. So the big question, where do I put my ads to get the best return? Well, I wish it was as simple as there's one platform. However, if you're willing to make the investment, if you're prepared to do what a lot of other businesses are not prepared to do and use those multiple channels, think and be really purposeful about where you're putting your ads and what sort of content you're creating, you're going to be so far in front of the people who are not prepared to, to go to that length or to make that effort. And 
in that sort of three or six month time frame, you will really start to see the benefits. So that's that's the answer. Um, no, no homework, no projects, no extra little challenges um, from today's podcast other than Go back and have another look at your client persona now that you know one of the ways it's going to be used and see if you can flesh it out a little bit more, add a little bit more detail to it so that this bit, when you come to choosing where you're going to put your ads, becomes a little bit easier. Um, All right, guys, thank you. I'd love to hear what you think. If you've got any feedback, if you've got any comments, I'd love to hear them. If you've got any requests, so with your client persona, what did you struggle with? What did you find really easy? What would you like to hear from me to, to, to help you with that process? And I will look forward to catching you guys on the podcast next week. Have a great week.